Thanks for tuning in to the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can do so on our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Do you like make your own coffee or did you go I get mean- Man, like I don't grow the the grain. No, so. but like, did you like? Do you, I don't know what the hell, like, like it used to be Brazilian coffee was a pretty thing, pretty good thing. Then I went to Colombian coffee was also good. Now Brazilian coffee, like coffee, was like one of the major Brazilian like products in the nineteenth uh-huh. century or something like that. Yep, it was a very good coffee, but like. Especially in the region of Sao Paulo, where I live, it is. It was like very, like it was very big over there. Like a lot of huge farms of coffee and stuff. Yeah, coffee is chocolate. I guess is pretty. You guys do a lot of chocolate down in Brazil too, right? Yeah, but coffee more. Like coffee, we yeah. still export a lot of coffee. Like it's not like the major product in the economy anymore. You know. Yeah, it's still big. Like so, actually, like Ruggiero, the my my English teacher that I mentioned a couple of times in this show, sure. he he actually grew his own coffee. What a show off! Yeah, so yeah, he, he's a big coffee guy. He's another guy that well, I guess I'm I'm like him now too. But he'd like drink coffee, like he'd drink water, you know, like would have no effect on him whatsoever. Like, he would drink coffee to get sleepy. I think there was a time that I could do that. I drink a lot of coffee. Uh, yeah, here in Canada, it's a... I drink, like, at least one extra-large uh, Tim Hortons coffees a day. At least mm-hmm. one. If I'm working, probably I'll drink two. Uh, at home, uh, on my days off, usually, you know, I'll drink a pot of coffee <laughs> uh, easy um but you know i can have it up to a certain time if i ever have like coffee like i can have like after dinner i could have like a coffee a, like a small cup of coffee is fine but as soon as like, oh, yeah, four o'clock depends. as soon as four o'clock hits or something there's no way i'm drinking a a big cup of coffee i'm up yeah, like, i'm up for the rest of the night yeah like i like I was saying backstage, like I drink like four cups of coffee per day, which yeah. is normal. It's double with the usual amount. I usually go for two. Yeah. And the days that I know that I want to take a nap, I just go for one. I just do that to that. I like a better wake up, you know. Yeah. The little hit, you know. Sure. But if I'm too exhausted, like it happened today, that's why we started the show late. Mm. Even with four cups of coffee. After a while, my body's still like saying, "Nope, you need to sleep." And I sleep. I, I slept like I never drink coffee, which is way weird. Yeah, so we have that. You're lucky though. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Again, to my age and stuff like that. Like, uh, uh, I I usually just feel tired all the time. So like, <laughs> I, I can't have like, a couple couple coffees and keep me up. Like, uh, like look like, at my that's age, I'm tired all the time. I just I start like I'm always tired. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, they're more, more well, you are getting, tired you are than getting old. You are getting old. 
Yeah, but now, but but I always have, I I have always been a sleepy guy. That's for sure. Yeah. The main thing is that for so long I am not a morning person. I never was a morning person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was obliged from the half of fundamental school. Because the first half of fundamental, the first four years, I actually went to school in the afternoon. Right. But like from fifth grade. Until the end of high school, I had to wake up early, and then I told that I did two years of the preparation course for the university exams. Then I had to wake up even earlier. Like I think, mm-hmm. uh, fucking class started at seven, like before seven even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my third year of college was in the morning. That didn't work out. <laughs> Like, so after my second, like, when I started my second year in college, when I actually went to college during the night, so my class would start at 7 and go to 10.30. At night? I, at night, yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah, you, you, you would have, like, two classes. But technically, it's four classes, like, two classes of the same thing, then a break, then the two classes. Mm-hmm. But and my 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 college was very school like in terms of organization. So ever since my second year, like I was so just into not being a morning person because even when I got my internship fairly early, I, I actually got my internship before my second year. Uh, at work in the afternoon, so I could at least wake up like late morning, you know. Yeah. 10 and 11 stuff. I'm also not the biggest breakfast guy anyway, so I sacrificed breakfast for, for sleep. <laughs> but then after that, like after graduating, like there was very, very few, like there were very few instances that I had to be early for work. Like I, or most for myself, so I couldn't control my hours. I always. Give a gave work very early, like on the deadlines, just like when I had to wake up early for something or for work related. I would have to. So yeah. I'm not a morning person. I think I'll never be a morning person. I think it's it is my body type. Actually, it's very funny that we're talking about that because I not only play Pokemon Go. Uh huh. There's another video game. Oh. Uh-huh. An app game called Pokemon Sleep. <laughs> but it's po- it's in the Pokemon universe. It's in the Pokemon universe, but like basically, there's this Pokemon called mm-hmm. Snorlax. Okay, he's sure. just a big fat cat. Okay. And kind of a cat a bear mashup. And Snorlax, like the the big thing about Snorlax, that the only thing that he does is eat and sleep. I think you can relate. <laughs> you think that's and, all I do? Eat and sleep. And in the game, like the way that you catch Pokemon is like you, you, you give them basket, uh, biscuits, and have a certain amount they befriend you and then help you raise Norlax. So basically, you feed them. You can like give him three times a meal, and then you track your sleep. So 
uh, while you sleep, you leave your phone, like, and then it's going to do a very low mode, like, dimish, line, line, black screen, Okay. and actually uh, analyze your sleep trackers. Like, there are sleep trackers apps like that. Like, it's not like a huge innovation. Right. And it would have a score, like, if you at least hit at least, like, eight hours and a half, you can get a hundred score, you know, below that, a little bit less. And then the points of the game that you do by raises, not like, splits zip score, gets into a huge, like, score, then attracts Pokemon, and they're even
yeah, of course, the Europeans, the white Europeans can, like, work just for days a week. And, and like, the black dude in Brazil is working 16 hours in a motorcycle doing deliveries. Of course, yeah. if the works look work like that, then there are going to be some people that are not going to need to work that much, you know. <laughs> well, I, well, I don't have to work. I have to work. Like, I work early in the morning. And I stay up pretty late, and I, I still have that bartender's. Uh, was a the, what's it called, the Arcadian rhythm or whatever, where mm-hmm. I just feel more awake at night than I do during the day. That's just never stopped, even though I really haven't bartended much over the last uh, fifteen years. Yeah, like it, it was like adrenaline and stuff. I'm pretty sure that this week I'm not going to feel as sleepy as I normally am. Uh-huh. I didn't is a big factor, like, uh, uh, that's not a uh, surprise anymore. Studio 2 is not in Sao Paulo, even though it's kind of funny saying that it's in Sao Paulo. What the fuck? Yeah. Big announcement. Bullshit. Yeah. I'll always call it Studio 2 St. Paulo. Yeah. Like, when I came to, now when I came to America the second time, like, I basically stayed up for, for 24 hours because I couldn't sleep on the airplane. Yeah. And I really didn't feel that tired. That tired. Like, I didn't feel as jet lag as I felt when I came back from Morocco in 2016. Yeah. So, yeah, adrenaline is a, is a factor for sure. But, like, but here's the thing like, it is difficult for morning people to be late night people. Hmm. And it's difficult for late night people to become morning people. Yeah, it's just how your body is constructed, you know. Oh, I get it. Anyway, it's time to start the show. It's time to start. The show. Yeah, we're going late night. Uh, we're going late night this time for me. Yeah, for me, it's late night. It's past midnight, you know. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's getting to, it's getting to the twilight. It's the twilight <laughs> hours, Danny. Uh, in Canada, like when did the sun normally set? So, like the, there, there is a difference well, because of the whole latitude. Yeah. Um, well, now it's starting to set around seven o'clock or so. Mm-hmm. Okay, not that. Yeah, it's 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 going to come to a point where the sun's going to uh, rise around. It's going to rise sometime just before eight or so, and then uh, it'll set sometimes right around five o'clock in the afternoon. And it's uh, no. yeah, it gets uh, yeah. It's we're pretty we're pretty far north. We're not, we're not fooling around here, Danny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like that. Those weird places, like I think Sweden, that like nine, nine, it's full bright, you know. Hey, hey, uh, yeah, that's a uh, midsummer. I was there when that happened. Uh, it, it was pretty cool. Like we were like a, it's like they consider like midsummer. There's considered like a like a thanksgiving kind mm-hmm. of a deal 
but uh, um, I was there visiting uh, my buddy and his wife and their family had all gone somewhere else, but I was in, so they wanted to do something different. So we all went down to the university and hung out with a bunch of university people outside mm -hmm. all night. And it's not like it's super bright. It's not like it's daytime. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's it's it just it's kind of more just like uh, uh, a little like sunsetty. It looks a little sunsetty. Okay, like um, and usually four or five in the afternoon. Like it would have about four or five in the afternoon, but we're talking about yeah, at uh, four or five and three o'clock in the morning and stuff like that. Like it never went dark. Yeah, that uh, that's weird. Like because like in Brazil, at least, like uh, because we haven't had daylight savings in Brazil quite a while. Like uh, the previous president abolished that. Right. And I don't know if they they're coming back with that. But usually, like this, and always I like around six, like when it was daylight saving time, they're at seven. But the only difference that I would take, because you know, I went to sleep very late, is that during the summer, the sun would come up around five when it usually comes down around six. So, like, it feels like you should lose an hour of night. Yeah. You know, if you're a really, really late night person. But, like, this whole thing of like sun setting very late for me is always felt weird I, yeah, like I, don't, I don't get it for you guys like uh i know why it, uh, it happened in canada and stuff like that is just uh is to help out farmers supposedly just uh so they would get up at a they would feel like at a reasonable hour or something like that i guess it's a it's a prairie thing like I daylight think. savings yeah daylight savings yeah it's done for farmers like for brazil because technically brazil does have for for uh, four time zones Right. right. Yeah, but you have pretty mild weather all year round. It's not like you get yeah. super cold. And, uh, technically, like, east for hours. You have a continual like... growing season, don't you? Like, is it a continual growing season, or do you have, like, a like an actual thing where you have to stop, where you, nothing really grows for a month or something? No, like no, no. Yeah, that, we're talking about reserve fingers. Of course, depending on the region, like the northeast, of course. It's more yeah. arid, so it's more difficult to like. But yeah, yeah but you won't be you won't be setting up farms and stuff no. like that there anyway. No, no, because like uh, the there is one time zone that is one hour early than, than uh, when I usually was. They just get an island that is Brazilian territory. <laughs> Basically, the time zone just for that. Okay. Then you have the Brazilian standard hour, which is most of the country you now. Yeah comes from like the Brasilia time. And then you have one that is basically Eastern time. It came to Eastern time in America. And then you have another, just one state that would be like central. Right. Of course, like depending on daylight savings and stuff, it wouldn't be like as the same, but we haven't had daylight savings in years. So yeah. the whole daylight saving things is more like the usual, energy and power, you know, because uh, one of the few good things about Brazil, and of course, it's not perfect, but a lot of Brazil electricity is due to barrages and stuff like that, rivers and stuff, yeah. you know, it's Hy actually Hy hydroelectric? Hydroelectric, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, like, compared to a lot of other countries in the world, like, it's one of the biggest and best uh, in that type of uh, generation of energy 
so in a way to you know go with the the flow of the water that they do they do the lighting a little bit but you know i haven't been living in brazil quite a bit so <laughs> it, feels uh, like, it feels like the shroud's been lifted like there's there you are there's our spooky ghost danny that was kind of revealed in my birthday stream, right? Yeah. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't going to mention that. It's like yeah, yeah. but it wasn't right. on LGRN. After Snark is the only canon show for LG or for Raw or Snark and Danny uh, news. Yeah, but like uh, that's just a small. It's more of a sneak peek. Well, things to come this week. This is a uh, this is a big week. This is maybe this the most week. important week. Yeah. Of this channel, definitely the most important week well, for, for me, for you for sure. <laughs> but because I did, LGR, I did appreciate LGR, that, yeah, because LGR and it will be nothing involved me. It's also the the biggest, wow. the most important thing for this channel. Too. Yeah, yeah. The first. Like, uh, the that's first how important I am. Together. I turn everything important. Oh my gosh! Evolve me, nothing would be happening. We're just Think about it. I think we're all going to go there, and and the joke's on us. You've been in Sao Paulo the entire time. It would be very funny, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I was listening to my podcast, uh, as usual. Like yeah, uh, sure. I caught up in a few episodes. I still have two episodes behind that. And this is the first time that I actually had a piece of uh, Brazilian Canada news that's Ooh. not like immigration. Okay, right, yes, of course. Yeah, like immigration against there are people that go to Canada. I wanted to be one of those, but you know, Canadian and their whole system of immigration is kind of it's weird. a little difficult to get in. Yeah, it's not, it's not reserved to people that have low income. Let's let's just say like that, like or they have no like personal family ties to the yes to to the country. You know? Yeah. Uh, so. You know, the Amazon, one of the most debated and talker things in the in world politics. Sure. Uh, most of the Amazon rainforest belongs to Brazil. It's mainly in Brazilian territory. It's not the only country. Uh-huh. There are a few places, but like the, let's say, 89%, if not more, is, is controlled by the, 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 Repo- the Federal Republic of Brazil. And, you know, there is this whole debate what to do with the Amazon, the people that live there, the whole biodiversity, the importance to the world, but also the importance to the Brazilians. Yeah. And the Amazon is very rich in a number of things. And one of them is our potassium. Okay, sure. And so... There is this company called Potassium Brazil, which is a Canadian company. Sure yeah, the Canadian company called Potassium Brazil. We do. Yep. I think it should be forbidden. By the way, like they, they, <laughs> they, they couldn't, like they couldn't create a company named Potassium Brazil not being a freaking Brazilian company. It's like one of those. Uh... Twitter assholes that would take a famous person's name and and take the domain domain name yeah. for make them buy it from us. Yeah, like take the Twitter handle. Oh, you really you really like the name Potassium Brazil? Give us money. 
So this loonies, company please. loonies is in a law battle to try to you know, explore a region in the Amazon forest okay. that is very rich at potassium. Like oh. it's like it it was discovered like ten years ago, like this huge mine of potassium that actually could like it would be a very very profitable like business, you know. It could like if Brazil doesn't let the Canadians do it, but let like, like a, an actual Brazilian company do it. Right. This should be the case. Uh, it could like sustain the whole Brazilian uh, economy, like in terms of potassium, because potassium is easing a lot for the fertilizers for agriculture. Right. And, and it's kind of funny because like Brazil also, has one of the most cyanide. In, yeah, that too. And like, let's say Brazil is one of the biggest, if not the most biggest and aggressive market in terms of agriculture. Okay. In the world, we feed a lot of people in this in this planet mm -hmm. with our vegetables and our meat. Very good meat, definitely, for people that like meat. You've mentioned that before. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of funny that one of the, the aggressive, uh, the most aggressive agriculture in the whole planet doesn't produce its own freaking fertilizers. <laughs> you know who they import from? Uh, Russia. Exactly. So it's actually Russia and Belarus. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. A couple of mm -hmm. winners. Yeah. So, um, uh, so this company has been trying for so long to explore that thing. But the thing is that a small part, because the mine is underneath, and a small part would go to, uh, to indigenous people reservation. Sure. But now there's this whole debate because now they want to expand the whole indigenous like uh, reservation, the area more. And if they do that, then nobody can explore that because it's forbidden to explore stuff into indigenous you know, reservations. Yep. So it's been like a big, complicated thing. Like so, I do believe, and the guys on the podcast launched this theory that. We have a conspiracy happening. Oh boy. We tend to believe that indigenous people of Brazil are conspiring with the Russians. <laughs> so Brazil oh, they are Tommy loving bastards. All right, I want to so hear it. We discovered that there are the indigenous Russian people in Brazil. Soviets. They they are they are forbidding Brazil to explore the potassium that would feed the entire country plus a lot of people can export to a lot of other countries. Mm -hmm. So we we're still tied to buy from the Russians. Unbelievable. <laughs> Look, uh, I don't have all the legal. <laughs> Let's just say that because we talk about the Amazon before, like I don't I don't know if I have all the legal. Uh, allowance to say what I really think, what my real opinions about all the countries trying to mess with the Amazon forest. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I voice those opinions <laughs> uh, in a public space, like in a recorded space that would 
be a good idea. But let's say they're like, uh, Canada should find another place to, you know, explore potassium. Let's just say like that, you know, like we can do whatever we want. No, <laughs> no, you can't. Like, listen, the name on the okay, on the cover says potassium, potassium Brazil. So it's basically, it's basically legal. No, no. Look. Listen, I'm no lawyer, but I'm pretty sure if you just say Brazil on the side, you can do whatever you want in Brazil. No, no. I mean, kind of. <laughs> right now, kind of. Uh, no, I don't think it should be like that. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, the, the, yeah it, it sends me, like, it sends me a lot of stuff there in Brazil. But I, I thought it was kind of funny because, like, you don't get so many, like, Canadian, Brazilian news, you know. Mm-hmm. Most of the time is either... Brazil, U.S. Normally, U.S. not in a good light. You know, that's nothing new there. No, people like or, on the U.S. Uh, breaks. I mean, sometimes the U.S. like doesn't help either. You know, right. no, I'm not the. Obviously, I'm not anti-American or anything. Like, but I think there's a huge difference between like the American people and the American government. The same way, like that. I could say that about every single country on Earth. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that. Like the same way, like it's easy to pick up in America. The same way that it's easy to pick up on China, Russia. You know, like they are the usual suspects. You know, like when you want to talk shit, like, like I would say that maybe we can have a consensus on North Korea thing. Nobody relates like those guys. I think those guys are very weird. The northern um, ones, anyways. Yeah, and the North Korea, then and not the South one. The South ones are they're fine. They're fine. Well, yeah. I, I thought that was a a funny a funny information for you that yeah became Canadians. Well, it's about time we started taking over other countries' potassium. I've I've, I've always been a proponent of this. Yeah, look, why stick to our own potassium? Look, you have a huge territory. Go do stuff on your own fucking place. Leave yeah. the other people on. Don't forget, don't forget that like uh, uh, almost three quarters of which is frozen almost all the time. That sounds like a personal problem. You guys yeah. figure it out. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Well, they've been trying to. I think we've been what, what we've been doing is we've been building this entire this huge underground city way up north by which we're just going to be picking out which countries have the best potassium we're going to go from underneath everyone everyone's going to be looking for canada to come with their trucks that say potassium brazil potassium colombia potassium Costa Rica. yeah but are you guys actually looking underneath the soil for us this is what we're doing we're doing it like rabbits <laughs> we're like yeah. we're the bug we're the bugs bunny of, pot- of uh, potassium uh, so like the so. Canadians are the uh, like the people, the underground people that want to take up the surface. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna become mole people now. Oh my god! Oh my god! I think it's pretty smart. It's not like we get very much sun, anyways. Look at me. Yeah, that that's true. Like, yeah, there are a lot of white people in Canada. Yeah, we're we're basically opaque. Yeah. If you ever, right. if you ever wonder what my uh, blood type is, just have a hard look for a minute. You'll be able to see it. Pretty easy. So, Alger Khan. Yeah, technically, busy week. It's it's ten thirty-five. Uh, Winnipeg time. Yes. 
So if we do the math, we are around four days and a couple of hours. Actually, let me... Less than that. Yeah. Well, my, my, my second cell phone is doing Pokemon Slip, so I have to use that. <laughs> you have so, a dedicated phone just for Pokemon Sleep. I actually do it. That's my old cell phone. Can oh, you brother. still hear me? Oh, can sure. you still hear me? Yeah, I can still okay. see side of you. There you go. Okay. There's another part okay. of you. Let me... So, I forgot the itinerary. I did read the itinerary. So, what, what time do you wake up again? 4.30 in the morning? On Thursday, yes. No, I'm uh, I'm up at 4. I'm up at 4 on Thursday. So, I'm up at 2 o'clock in the morning, your time. Okay. I get going. Okay, okay. I have a feeling that uh, Thursday, I'll still be good for a while, but might not be a very late night for me. Okay. We have a busy uh, Friday. We have a busy Friday. Hours, day calculator, days, time duration calculator. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, time between two dates. Okay, so today is September 17th. I'll put like 8.40. Uh, PM right now, and you're going to wait. Uh, and you're going to wake awake at four twenty-one, uh, two o'clock. Your time, yep. So yeah, three planes later, I'll be there. Wait, three planes. So One, as of right three, now, five. you are three days, five hours, twenty minutes, and, and twenty-three minutes. To start, yeah, your Elger and Con. So act, yeah. technically, it's less than four days now. Yeah, we're we're in the seventy-seven hour mark or so. We're around seventy-seven hours yeah. ago. Yeah. You have an important day coming up. Uh, did uh, did uh, your dad and ever have like the talk with you? Uh, what talk? I <laughs> mean, we had a lot like, of deep talks. Like the the like it was always like in the seventies or whatever in the eighties or whatever you always like the talk the talk was when uh, one of your parents would talk to you about sex it's like yeah, explain uh, explain the birds and the bees could you imagine like mine didn't either mine never did uh, we had health in school it was now my 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 dad my, and you notice my dad it's very different for me first of all he his English is not good. Oh, good. <laughs> He's not good at all. But I think the second of all, his personality is very distinct from mine. He's he a very shy guy. Oh, is very he? shy guy. Yeah. Very shy compared to me. Like, I think out of, you know, a lot of reason why I'm, I'm the way that I am is because I didn't want it to be shy like my dad. I always thought that shy people sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I hate my dad or anything. I just like. Oh, oh boy. Uh, after the, not uh, like being shut up. Are you hearing the? Are you hearing <laughs> oh me? yeah. Oh, oh we. Say hi to Snark me. Hello, cat. Hey. My cat's actually. Oh, uh, Tanya's down playing her video game, so that's why the cat isn't around. She's bugging me. But usually he's yeah. I think you you're going to get along very well. Yeah, very good. Oh yeah, I'm fine with cats. Uh, 
no, not that anime that anything, but like after the the usual shyness that you have in your teenage years of like yeah. You have to go at some point, you know, you have to just you know break like I know like there are people that are more introverted, people that are more extroverted. I'm not the most extrovert people person in the world, you know, and I'm the most social person in the world, but I think I turned out fine, you know. I always thought like I think at times I could be shy and stuff like that. Like IRL, I could be shy, and then I started bartending. But that's when it becomes your job to not be shy anymore. You find it pretty easy to just talk to people about whatever. So yeah, it depends go, on you know, the. Depends you'll never on the meet them again, even you even never meet these guys again. You still have something to talk to. Them I I, I still do have my shyness moment. I have a hard time asking for a waiter. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I do have this weird channel, but I'm not saying I'm a shy guy in, yeah. in general. I'm not an introvert. Uh, but, like, my bad is, so, I think around 16, 17, <laughs> my partner divorced divorcing souls, too. Uh, I got an envelope with my first condoms. <laughs> <laughs> there was, I, there was a, little, a little letter, like, I wanted to burn the whole fucking thing, like... <laughs> Because like I think it's just like like I had a lot of my virginity like being late and I now we like a lot of my virginity at eighteen, which right. I think it's fine. Oh, yeah. But you know, like I know people that lost their virginity at fourteen, so they made a whole movie about too... it, which I believe was a documentary. Yeah, so like it's not uh, like it's not unusual to my my dad to think that our oh, red like at that point was uh where i lost my virginity and stuff but like no i never had uh the, those time like mm, not even if i'm wrong like i think if my mom because i lived with her so, so long like i'll be more open about it but like, it's not it's 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 weird it's embarrassing like yeah yeah like i don't have sampling so i also i don't know if it's easier for people that have samples you know to to share their stuff but like for me it was the sex talk was always like right between the best friends, you know. Yeah, which you know, right. most of them didn't know shit about either. So. Yeah, you'd you'd heard um, basically everything you needed to know by the time it was. Uh, 11 oh yeah, like, years, 11 years old. Anyway, like so. I, I I had sex education in in high school, and it was a Catholic school. Okay, so like it was, and actually it was a very fine. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, sex uh, class. You know, yeah, actually, it was. And never, I never grew up like in around the Taught to you by people bad. that could never have it. Huh? Said sex education taught you by the people that have taken a vow to never have it. No, no, actually, no. It was like I school that like there is a lot of schools that are like Catholic, but but I think when you say Catholic school in Brazil, it sounds way, like it's actually very different when they be of a Catholic school in America, you know, like, yes, right. they are, they had tinies with like local church and stuff, maybe like, uh, like a nun like place or whatever, but like, it's not like run by like, you don't have teachers that are nuns or anything like that. You might, you might oh. have, like, some nuns that, like, in their, their administration and stuff, but, like, it's not, like, heavy. See, here, the Catholic schools are run by nuns. 
yeah. No, they are so in, like in the Catholic school. They're already like the nuns. Like there were some administrative positions, but the the teachers and stuff they were not. Yeah. So, but like anyway, no, I, I had the the second week with the second education. I think it was fine, and I think it's very necessary. I do think that by around age of twelve, like I don't, I think eleven. Like I, I, I actually go with the. What it starts to be. I think the age that when uh, girls start to appear is that the time that people should have the sex talk. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I just say, okay, we're getting down to nitty gritty of the week. Mm-hmm. Are there still things that you're nervous about this week? Are you are you in a good <laughs> spot right now, or are you in a good spot right now, or are you just <laughs> all nerves all the time? I lost my virginity more than ten years ago, Mark. If that's what you are concerned. <laughs> no, I just mean with the rest of the stuff going on. Everything else, we're all coming in. We're all gonna come see. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, I'm an ex. Look, I have OCD for God's sake, and I'm, I'm not have been even for numbers. I'm not having in 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 treatment. So. There is a level of anxiety that I'm always going to have. Like as of right now, it's fine, I think. Like, mm-hmm. but like we're still like planning Studio Two, organizing Studio Two. Not because it was not presentable or anything like that. It's just because once again, you see the organization and cleanliness is something that affects me a little bit. So, sure. But also, like I, I believe in, and then this is the type that this is the part that you think, that you think I might be dumb. Is that I do believe that when you clean house, you cleanse the energy too. You know, makes the 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 mood of the place lighter. Sure. So we needed to do like I don't think that's a little bit of a renovation. Yeah. But besides, like basically everything, it's paid, it's organized. Like yeah, there is some still stuff that has to be go tomorrow. Uh-huh. But besides that, like. Uh, nothing major. Like, anyhow, you get a little bit anxious, get a little bit nervous, but not going to be like that. Is the normal stuff, right? If you if you don't get that that little bit of anxiety, that a little bit of nervousness, like there's, I think there's something wrong, you know. Yeah, I think that would make you a sociopath. Uh, and I was looking at the weather. I was looking like, oh, what do I need to pack? Because here it's gotten, it can get, it's getting chillier now just getting yeah. chillier yeah it's getting chillier it's like at night you could use a sweater and stuff like that really already like oh yeah uh and it's been rainy it hasn't been a very good week or whatever it's, it's mm-hmm. supposed to it's supposed to be a little better in the next few days uh have you will you i don't even say half will do you think you will ever need to buy a sweater to live there in your entire life because no. I'm looking at that weather and I'm like, no, actually, oh no, oh no, no, God. actually, uh, when I came here the first time in October, it got it got cold, it got cold around the night, like, like, yeah, we we associate the desert with getting very hot, which actually does get very hot, uh-huh. but in winter time it actually does get chilly, you know, and that's like. Of course, talking to a Canadian, you know, so <laughs> levels of yeah. feeling 
cool, but like you're you're a normal person. It's all like, relative. It, it's all relative. We had yeah. this talk before. Like I remember, like we had this talk before. You told me that when it's fourteen degrees Celsius, fourteen degrees Celsius, you already feel like a little bit cold. Like you're a normal person. Like you're normal. Person. Well, it depends. Uh, if it's uh, if it's been summer and it's fourteen degrees, yeah, it's starting to feel a little cooler. If it's winter, mm-hmm. or you know, even uh, uh, the beginning of spring and it's fourteen degrees, it feels quite warm. So it's all relative. Okay, but like that's around the tenth Celsius. You consider cold? Yeah. Okay, so you're a normal person, like you're not like the crazy Brazilians that think like the twenties cold. 20 degrees Celsius. Like yeah, they're not people from real, like people from real, like because real it's a cool, it's a it's a, it's a warm city. Like yeah. they they are usually in their in their thirties or late or like at late twenties, where like they dating everything like below twenty five. It's cold. I was like, no, like São Paulo, it's eighteen, like average most of the year. Yeah. But no, it does get cold, but uh, it does it's not as is that not as cold as, as was expecting to be by now. It did get more chill some days here, but mm-hmm. today was hot as fuck. Like one of the reasons why we didn't go to the park because I wasn't feeling like that today. Like there are some days that I, I can take it, you know. I, I think I adapt a little bit better to to the heat. Like it's still not it's still it shouldn't be. <laughs> Let, let's be real. Like let's be let's be real. Human beings <laughs> shouldn't be out in the yeah. 42, 42 yeah. degrees Celsius slash uh, uh, 110 Fahrenheit. Like you yeah. shouldn't be out there. Okay, like you shouldn't be out there. You shouldn't be in the sun. You know, like it's not a good way. But like I, I like I adapted like a little bit. Like and I always like. Warm, like I like warm stuff until I live here. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. but São Paulo, like I said, São Paulo is not a, a warm city. It does get hot in the summer, but it's usually like a cold place. It's it it's, a, cold. it's it's more humid though in São Paulo, right? I would. I would it, it's extremely more humid. Yeah, yeah, it's extremely more humid. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yes, I will definitely wear sweaters and stuff like late in the year. But no, I'm not right now. Yeah, I just know that uh, um, my suit, packing my suitcase, it just got about like half lighter and stuff like that. That's like I don't. Oh yeah, no, I, most of this stuff, like, you don't need. I don't to. know why. I don't know why I thought maybe, maybe it'd be kind of sweaterish weather down there, even at that. Point, mm, but yeah, no, sorry. Like, look, people there are used to cold places. Like for you, I, I hardly think you're going to feel colder in point here and as yeah. you get into a place there like has some heavy air conditioner and then you get cold but naturally getting cold i think that's <laughs> next to impossible yeah that's my that's uh my wife's favorite thing she loves the heat like she loves going to vegas she loves when it's like 39 degrees celsius and stuff like that out there i think 39 is bananas it's bananas uh, you, I you think can cook is... food. You can cook food at that temperature. Yeah, I think probably not very well. Can... I wouldn't eat it, but you can cook it. I think thirty nine, you can it can resist. You know, if you have a little bit of guts, you can. Resist. I think past forty, that's when the like, yeah, that's not healthy. That's not yeah. healthy at all. Not healthy at all. So it also depends where you are. You know, like if it's forty 
even when it's for like for two, for three degrees, but you are like in a nice park with a nice breeze. When yeah. it's cold, the breeze is too good to be kind of warm. It's one thing too. Like also depends where are you. Like if you're in fucking concrete with the sun, yeah, you're going to feel like you're being cooked alive. Uh, yeesh. Like I couldn't imagine like walking out like just like on bare feet or something like that. Like if you had a pool or something like that, just the feeling of walk like bare walking feet, on the hot concrete. Perfect. No, but I. And when I go out, I go out with my my sandals. Right yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah. My, my my feet are red, kind of, by the way. It's kind of funny. No, uh, no, no, no. But yeah, no, I think it, that's going to be fun. Yeah, I haven't had a chance. I haven't had a chance really to go out in the sun all year. We didn't do no. We like I don't know if I did share the itinerary with everyone yet. I think so. But but we are doing we're doing some outside stuff on Saturday mm-hmm. too. Oh no! It's, just, yeah, it's all gonna be fun. We're doing it on Friday and doing it on Saturday too, like, but yeah. like not that, that much, not that much. That's fine. Yeah, it's, and then uh, to places that like we're not going to be in the fucking street. Right? We're going to like a nice park or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. There are no but... beaches in Arizona, so beaches. There's no beaches. beaches. <laughs> no, yeah, beaches. that's what I said. <laughs> Yeah. So right. like, like you see there. Are I just wanted to stress. I just wanted you. I just wanted to stress beaches. Uh, right. All right. Go ahead. So no, but but it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Like, oh, come on, motherfuckers! You, we, you all live in computers and stream and YouTube. Like, Me? let's go out and, and touch grass. Not you, but like. Like I'm talking like to Idelia, like and Idelia, if she's listening to her, she's going to be like she Idelia lives in front of people. Like you know, it's time for her to go and touch grass in Arizona, you know. Even she's though yeah, technically fun. she can touch grass in, in Nebraska in the cornfields, but <laughs> she can touch grass here. Yeah. You know, it's a different grass. Yeah. Or sand or cactuses. You can touch cactuses out there. I wouldn't touch the cactus. Well, you can do it. You can see the leaves. You can see the desert bunnies. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Like yeah, like I've been, I've been to uh, parts of the desert and stuff like that, and I've even been to Arizona, but only like a little tiny corner of it, right near this town called uh, Laughlin, Nevada. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, seeing like road runners and lizards and all those kind of things out there. Yeah, yeah so lizards I love that all the time. Lizards are seen all the time everywhere. Uh, better bunnies sometimes. I never seen a coyote. I've been here for almost five minutes now. I never seen a coyote. Uh, cat. Uh, yeah. Well, that's really about it. He was just talking about Nebraska and corn fields. Yeah. I think cats, but that's you. Yeah, yeah. I don't see many dogs though. I, I that that's from you know now. I thought uh, Arizona was famous for its coyotes. Yeah. yeah, it is, but I never saw. Not a, no. Yeah. Not that I go out all the time. It's like it's forty-three degrees for most of the time. <laughs> not going. I'm not gonna go jogging with your binoculars. You're not gonna go. Yeah, you're not gonna go into the bush with your binoculars looking for uh, coyotes no, no. and stuff. No. Actually, one of the things that bugs me is that I to make fun of this to start all the time with that. Mm-hmm. There are some plants that are, they have no proper sidewalks. 
What? Just a bunch of stones. Really? Like a concrete. Like a path? Like a path. Not always straight here. Strange. And sometimes they, like, it's so fucking weird. Like, sometimes there is a sidewalk, and then stops being a sidewalk, it's a bunch of hogs, then turns back to the sidewalk. Huh. Yeah, well, you know, not everybody can be as uh, uh, metropolitan as, uh, say, even a Winnipeg that has proper sidewalks. <laughs> of course, yeah, they're all no, cracked. They put them in. Yeah, no, look, it's great. It's going to be awesome. It's gonna, We're going to have a good time. Thursday is going to be yeah. fun. Friday is going to be perfect. Saturday mm-hmm. is going to be awesome, you know. Like, they didn't say that. Most of Elgin Con is just like those three days, you know. Yeah, that's basically two days and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate that we can't spend that much time together. I mean, yeah. you and I actually are going to spend a little bit more time. Like, you're not going to be the first to arrive on Thursday. No, you're adding four Pacific. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm the last on Thursday to arrive. No, yeah, of the LGR, yes. Yeah, my father yeah. arrives at nine, but yeah. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but the LGR people, you're the last one to arrive. So you're going to you still have like half of the day, a little bit mm-hmm. left. Uh, but then you're going to compensate on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, we got the rest of the That's day. Gonna be fun. Day, so. There's a pool here we can go if we want to. But a lot of people are going to leave early in the Sunday. Anyway. Yeah. Can figure out to do. Yeah, it's going to feel, it's, when, when we get down there, it's going to feel like, uh, uh, like the time is going by too fast, so we just got to make sure we make the most of the time when we have it down there. It's gonna yeah. Actually, I'll, I'm, I'm going to be very honest. I think the the thing that I'm looking least for is the actual like stream. <laughs> to be honest with you, like this is the thing. Like, first of all, nobody talked to me to having a stream. I nobody really got on to me and talked to me to have a stream. Uh-huh. So it's not actually Danny approved, <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, but, uh, but I think what we have for start is 8 p.m. is going to be something. Yeah. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of other stuff that we can do. Like, Thursday is going to be more of a light day. Friday, then we can go crazy. Saturday, you can go crazy. Yes, I think that's the right plan to do. Uh, anything? It's your last... Uh... It's your last uh, stream, LGRN After Strike, the big four zero. I saw it was it was mm-hmm. uh, episode number forty for us somehow. Oh yeah. So your last one, as a as a single man, anything you mm-hmm. want to get out in the out in the open before you know? Yeah, I think you, it's, you, it's... You, get tie, you get tied down to the old ball and chain. Yeah, like I. Uh, so allegedly, okay, allegedly, uh-huh. nobody knows for sure. <laughs> Just if you know, yep. authorities are uh, 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 saying this, maybe, maybe not. Who knows what's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a good start to my 30s. It's something that I've been looking for for a long time, and I'm very happy. I'm very happy, very, very excited. It doesn't feel real a little bit like it. It has it's still like it feels like a dream because it's been so long, like waiting so much stuff happened before it to get to this point. Sure. So that is still a little bit like uh we call like in Brazil like the 
the uh, you don't realize you know like it doesn't like you, you realize after it happens you know like yeah and still look I, I don't want to spoil too much stuff we, we're going to talk about it next Saturday so yeah Tune in. Can... It's not going to be an LGRN after Snark next. Yeah, it's not going to be, no. It'll be an edition of uh, Open LGR is going to, to going to have a halt of content after Wednesday. You know what? Uh, and I'm going to say this. I just want to say this quick because the news came out uh, today. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an aside from everything and just like it just jumped in my head again. Uh, so uh, Ferris and I have been uh, covering uh, the show. Oh, yeah, I time. saw this. I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they bloody well canceled it. And, and the writer uh, who was on, who who actually did an interview with uh, uh, Ferris uh, last season, mm-hmm. uh, talking uh, talking about his book coming out. He's, he did a, uh, he's done a, a couple of books and stuff like that. He did one about uh, Bo Jackson and stuff. Like this, so mm-hmm. they talked about that, but they were talking about winning time as well. But he's been heavy streaming, like heavy on uh, Twitter or whatever they want to call it now, X or whatever it is. It's like, you guys got to watch so they cancel it. And I guess no one wants the show because they canceled it. So, and it's going to end at a spot in a, in a show that's so uh deeply ingrained in the rise of the lakers dynasty uh spoiler alert it's gonna end with the celtics beating the lakers in the uh 83 84 championships so uh yeah 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 so it's like uh them never making a star wars movie after empire strikes back or something like that that's how it's Mm -hmm. gonna go hopefully it'll get picked up somewhere i doubt it i'm sure it costs quite a lot of money uh, but yeah, there was a lot of work done to that stuff, and some uh, great new actors coming out of that. And they'll, they'll be missed uh, in those roles. Hopefully, they find something else to come in pretty quick. Hopefully, they can yeah. stop this goddamn strike and actually get back to work. And I don't mean them; I mean the producers. Like, just pay them a fair fucking wage. Yeah, it's been happening for how long now? Three months? Too, too months? long. Too long. It's like, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This whole thing. Anyways, drives me. Not against strikes or anything. I think it's necessary. Oh no, it's, this one is necessary. When they're asking for like, uh, the, like what is it, point one percent more or some point zero one percent more or something like that for all they do for these productions, and ha- you yeah, consider like, all the money the, these guys make in their golden parachutes when they get. Look, I think we can go at least an hour and a half, right? Yeah, you good. don't need to. Yeah, yeah because uh, I want to tie about this and also about Ahsoka because. This is not going to be the last time I'm going to stream before John Con. I think we are going to still do something probably yeah. on Wednesday. Man, we yeah. need to get out that review because if we don't do it on Wednesday, we are not going to do it. <laughs> we, have, we have to do it. Yeah, we, we have to do, do it that. on Wednesday. We, yeah, I'm, I've got a busy few days. And I'll probably have a, a show a day coming up here. So. Yeah, because like my stuff like here, the other stuff that I need to organize, it's basically done. Like we're just the field details is due tomorrow, but just small things. Uh, let me get a quote because I want to talk about this. Because one <laughs> of the things that, uh, and I try to do this in our reviews when okay. I, when I'm on. Like like I said, like when you do criticism towards 
moves and stuff like that in general. Yeah. Sometimes, like, the easiest way, the standard way, is for you to talk about it isolated. Like, let me talk about the movie as it is. Let me talk about the series as it is. Uh-huh. And stuff like that. Like, And actually, most critics go to their route. And I think that is due to the fact that it's also the easiest way that you can like talk about a show, talk about a movie. Because people don't teach uh, audiovisual art in school, like regular schools. You have to go to college to that, or at least uh, a specialized school to learn yeah. all that stuff. But all educations to a, a certain level they teach about literature. Like, I, I, of course, I have my fair share of Brazilian literature, European literature, American literature when I was in school back in Brazil. You, sure. you had yours in Canada, people have in, in America. And like teaching about story and character, like something that you do ever since you time kill. Like storytelling, smart is basically te- is the beginning of the human culture. Let's let's say like that. Like okay, sure. You could say that politics, religion, morality, culture itself. It starts with myths, and myths are their basic storytelling and of course we have like people like Joseph Campbell and other people that study myths and stuff that this structure how it affected cultures and ancient civilizations so when you talk about critics uh, like uh, I like I, I I stopped for a while for a long time looking forward to reviewers. Like, mm-hmm. I don't usually read reviews that much. I don't watch reviews that much as I used to. Uh, I think, it, of, of course, that has a little bit to do with the fact that I am I'm a filmmaker myself. I learn about all this stuff, so I don't need somebody else to do that filtering to, to bring that knowledge for me. And there, But at the same time, there are, for me, there are very few critics that I actually do a real criticism, you know, like criticism is also a form of uh, of writing, is also a form of analysis that has its degrees, its own compl- uh, complexities, and let's say sometimes reviewers, especially like mainstream, there's just like a little bit of a more uh, polished opinion, you know. Sure. And sometimes criticism needs to be a little bit more deep than just like I like it because of this, I dislike it because of that, you know. And one of the things that, at least, like, when I read criticism, when I talk about people that do critics, uh, do, like, like, do critical journalism, stuff like that, I always like more of the people that didn't try to evaluate the show by being good or bad for X amount of reasons. It's more like they try to analyze the the whole process, which is actually I think this is one of the hardest form of actual criticism, and the rarest too. Like that you don't talk 
just about the character or, or the writing or the or the portrayal of the actors, which like ninety percent of the criticisms towards that. It's more and more more like I like when they try to evaluate the production stuff. Like there are some critics that like want to go and actually see the whole process of the TV show being made and the movie being made. And I know that sometimes studios allow some press to, to go to, to sets and stuff a little bit as part of the promotion, you know, of the movie, as part of the, as part of how you saw the product. But it's not as usual, especially mainstream movie and television to, you know, you have people that actually follows the production and analyze the stuff. With within that in mind, so like that being said, like I, I really feel that a lot of the shows that we got, especially in Disney Plus, because that they started to talk about them was like Star Wars, DC, and Marvel, especially. Uh, I I really think that a lot of those Disney Plus shows that we got, they were really affected by COVID. You know, yeah, the quality of those shows, the scale of those shows. Especially because we had more of them, like especially the Marvel shows, you know. I think that WandaVision was a good start. I don't, uh, I think some people uh, overestimate the show. I'm not saying bad, but not like that great, you know. Definitely, we uh, Falcon and Inter Soldier had some problems, but I do think they have some great stuff in that. Uh huh. And then uh, Loki was amazing. I think I think I think Loki has been the best show that we have gotten so far as now. Maybe it's going to be talked by its second season later this year. Uh, then like uh, then the other shows like they have the hit and misses. A lot of the hit and misses, in my opinion, in terms of Marvel and Star Wars. Like I. Yeah, I want to talk about that, like taking into this consideration, like the like how you've been feeling, especially now that we have suppressed the ten-year marks ever since the Disney buyout. Like, how do you feel about Star Wars, like in general? Uh, I think it's fine. Uh, we went from a place with having no Star Wars to a place with all kinds of Star Wars, so I'm fine with it. Really. Oh yeah, like I can care. I really like the, uh, the well, at least the first couple sequel movies. Uh, I liked uh, the two offshoot movies. I liked the Han Solo movie. I like Rogue One. That I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of the shows have been good. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the Obi Wan Kenobi show. I wasn't a huge fan of Boba Fett. That mm-hmm. last season of Mandalorian wasn't great, but I really liked Andor. I really mm-hmm. like those first two seasons of Mandalorian, and I'm enjoying Ahsoka a lot more than I thought it would be. No, because I was thinking a lot about that because we had to do more of a quicker show, a quick, quicker review on on Thursday. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Ahsoka review we didn't have just. And I actually I was thinking a lot about Star Wars after that, like a bunch of stuff that I wanted to talk about. Sure. And like. I know they don't do the phase things like Marvel, but I, I, I can easily say that uh, 
the phase one of the Disney Star Wars universe was like everything from the buyout to Rise of Skywalker, like those movies. And phase two kind of began with Mandalorian. I know the Mandalorian kind of, I don't know, I don't remember exactly if it came before uh, Rise of, of uh, Skywalker right afterwards. It may have, it may have, but anyways. Or if it interloped between the movies. Yeah. Uh, but I would say the Mandalorian started the second phase of Star Wars. No, no movies whatsoever, just TV shows on Disney Plus. And now we're heading to the end of this phase, the second phase. I, I think. I think it's very fair to say that. Look, I, I think by now, I don't think Ahsoka is going to screw up. I don't think the like. Of course, it's always a possibility. But I don't think that I, I think they're they have get got a good run so far that we had to take the extra effort to like crap on it. Maybe it's not going to end as the best thing in the world. Maybe it's not going to be the best series, but it's going to be a good one. Like I think yeah. the, the series has been very, very, very good so far. And then like we're going to have the Filoni stuff coming up soon, which I think of those three moves announced. I think is the one that it's definitely a goal by now. Yeah. That being said, though, like, uh, uh, I do think that Star Wars, you always have to do, like, when you talk about serialized stuff, this is not just Star Wars. It goes to Marvel, James Bond, Godfather. Of course, like, the movies themselves, like, they can't sustain on their own, but you can't disagree that when you talk about serialized storytelling, what happens afterwards affect can retroactively affect what has been gone before. You know? Mm-hmm. Yes, the Godfather one and two are great movies. But Godfather Three sucks. A lot of people some there's a there's a whole pushback now that people really starting to like Godfather 3, and I think, eh, I don't know how. I think they're just trying to be, you know... Now, like, when you talk about movies, maybe not as much, but, like, you're a television guy, you know what I mean. Like, no, Oh, I know what you mean. Like, let's say, like, I never watched Game of Thrones, never got interest. Like, I had friends that got very interested, had read the books and, and stuff, and... <laughs> I think and... <laughs> Like, and then, like, you know, like, Game of Thrones are such um, a hype, you know. I think that was the last biggest hype in television that we got uh, uh, recently. And it's flopped. It fought with a bad season and fought with a bad finale. Like, Lost had the same thing, you know. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. Like, how much rather is even crazy? Like, because everything that the, the fucking last season was one of the best, and they were able to fuck it up in, literally in the last episode. But, like, I know that there are people that don't like The Sopranos, how it ended. I know that are people that didn't like how Dexter really, ended. I loved how The Sopranos ended. I was not a fan of Dexter's. Like, it, and it, Dexter it, it, never it, had to come. Like that that whole other season that they did afterwards, too. That they did what was the last? Like, never knew that. So yeah, television guys. So you understand that, like, if you don't end things well, it's easier to salvage something that, that didn't start great 
then it's yeah. easier to solve it something that ends badly. That's why I think that I know, I know, I know, and you can make this point a bunch of time. I know that you like Phenomenus more than Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons why the prequels got revised, like there are a lot of reasons. One of them obviously was Clone Wars. Another one was like that the whole discourse that George Lucas, the reason why Star Wars sucked, like it was proven, was proven very, very wrong with the Secret Trilogy special, right? That's kind of longer. But one of the reasons why I like the Revenge of the Fear is the better movie. It ends in a higher note. Yeah. You know? And looking back at stuff like. Uh, I watched Force Awakens in theaters when it came out like three or four times. And I'm not like that guy that really likes to go that many times to a theater to watch the same movie, like maybe twice, you know, if I'm really investing into it. But uh, like I watched Force Awakens, yeah, I was in the hype, you know, as everybody. I was like, I, I really didn't thought that Star Wars was like there was no more Star Wars because it wasn't like the 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 hiatus between Return and Phenomenus. Right. You know, first of all, Return and Phenomenus was 16 years. Yep. So it was more than a decade and a half. And later there was really, really nothing much between those things. Like there was a couple of video games, there was the book, the Tron trilogy was released and stuff. Oh, like that. But are you was... are you forgetting the droids and Ewoks cartoons? The droids and the Ewoks, uh, yeah. Gross. I hated them. Yeah. Ewoks was better than droids. Uh, so, like, I never really thought that it was like that huge of a hiatus anyway, like, because by the time, like, because Clone Wars, the, the bad movie, was really 2018, and by the time that we knew that Star Wars was coming back, was like, very late, late 2012, beginning 2013, and it was even funny because in 2012 they were beginning to do the re-releases in 3D of the Star Wars movie. I don't know right. if you saw that. I, I saw the Phantom Menace in 3D, and then they canceled yeah. the whole thing for some fucking reason. Maybe Disney canceled. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was probably I, part of the buyout thing, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, I think also George Lucas was kind of wrong. He should have started with A New Hope anyway. Do the original in the prequels, you know. Uh, so I. Yeah, it was a hiatus, but I often did thought it was like this empty space because we're talking about an era that you, you had a, a, a fully product like serialized series in Clone Wars. Like the gaming stuff, like that was the part that LucasArts was beginning to decline, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do a whole episode about the Star Wars game if you want. Yeah, but the Euro, the, the okay, Euro. We'll do that. Like the books were going well, the comics were going well. So like, mm-hmm. when I watched the first one, like, yeah, my first first impression was positive. But like the stuff that began to bug me, even the first time, began to bug me more. Like uh, I like looking at in retrospective, like I I can't I can't forgive the secret trilogy as a whole how mediocre it is compared to its potential because I told this before when George Lucas decided to do the prequel it's t- like he he didn't have like 
this empty canvas to do his movies. Yeah. He had two stars that he wanted to nail down and, and that he did like in a ma- macroscopic way. You know, like the prequels is a story about how Anakin becomes later and how the uh, Republic becomes the, uh, turns into the Empire. And regardless of how much Anakin Hansen and his love with Padme or Jar Jar Binks or CGI, if you watch those three movies, that story is told. told. You know, and when you get to the sequels, like they could like they, they blew all the expanded universe they don't have to care about continuity. Like they could have done anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, the landmark that they wanted to ring Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and, and Carrie Fisher back, but like besides that, they could do literally anything. So for me, it's kind of hard to forgive that that's what we got because, and like I talk bad about the Force Awakens a bunch of times, like I don't like how. Most of the stuff that they had to explain, they don't explain. Like, who's race parents? Instead of defining this in a dialogue, no, it's a mystery. How the first order came about, nobody fucking knows. Who is no? He's just basically like Palpatine, an older, like ruined, disfigured dude. Like, uh, when did you got the lightsaber? Story for another time. You know, stuff like that. So, like, they don't do any explanation. Like, look, Sarok, he's in an island. He's the Macbook girlfriend of the movie. Going to see him in the last one minute and a half. Mm-hmm. And not only did they do that, but in order to do the story that they wanted, was basically the karaoke of the New Hope, they had to undo stuff, not from the prequels, from the original trilogy. Like... In order for you to have Han Solo being back this mad as smuggler, like he you make him have a divorce, nobody explains why. Like, were they even divorced? They seem pretty friendly. Ah, uh, they were divorced, but like they were not like yeah, they, they were, they I think maybe they were apart. Yeah, like I think what the thing that bugs me about the first one and the sequel twins the most is that like we want the Empire and Rebels dynamic back, but we can't have Empire Rebels because that's how Return of Jedi pretty much ends with the Empire being defeated. So, like, let's recall the Resistance and First Order mm-hmm. and do the same exact thing. Uh, let's forget that Han Solo started as a selfish smuggler and evolved to, uh, you know, a reluctant rebel commander to like end up being like an actual rebel commander and the lover of uh, of Leia. No, let's just bring him back to how he was in A New Hope and then kill him. Delia is agreeing with your mystery box stuff drives her nuts. Well, like, they, they, they actually undo a lot of stuff just to tell the same thing over again. Like, yep. And and, and uh, of course a lot of people like give shit to, to Last Jedi and I do think Last Jedi has a lot of problems too. Like I'm not the biggest Last Jedi fan. I, I think it's, I think it's kind of intellectually dishonest for a person to say that Last Jedi is not the best movie of the three. Because I think, look, I would say that the best acting is in Last Jedi, the best cinematography in Last Jedi, stuff like that. Uh-huh. I think the best version of Ray, which is a very bad written character. Nothing to do with her being a woman. Nothing to do with Daisy Ridley. 
he's in Last Jedi. I think the best version of Adam Driver is in Last Jedi. You know, I think even fuck even maybe even the best acting part. Sure. Uh, but like the legend, I also like a lot of Ryan just Kirkness. It doesn't really add up, you know. Sometimes his humor doesn't hit. Like Mama joke in the beginning of the movie, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I would say that there are some stuff that I think that Ryan Johnson got it right. I think that. Like, Kylo basically was filling the role of Vader in that trilogy, basically. And Snoke was a problematic character. Because Snoke, like, the problem with Snoke was, and let's say, like, during that time period between Force of Wicks and Last Jedi, everybody was just talking about fucking Snoke. I remember that, like, a million of tier, Snoke tier reviews in the internet. Yeah. And Snoke was a problematic character. First of all, he's a problematic because he was literally just like Palpatine, like, in design and stuff. He was literally doing the same role. He's an old guy. He's an old guy commanding the evil, you know, antagonist force. Sure. Adelia no, says uh, The Last Jedi is the most well-made of the sequels. It's not her favorite of them, though. Yeah, a lot of, it has a lot of facing from like, I think that the, the three good things of The Last Jedi that I would say would be that Snoke was problematic. I... But like you had Palpatine as the biggest, like I know, like Vader is the iconic villain of the of the franchise, but Palpatine is the evil of Sauron. Right? He's the devil. Mm-hmm. So with Snoke, you had to, you know, come up with somebody that it at very least equal as threatening. You know, if he wasn't less powerful. Then Palpatine, like, he wouldn't feel as threatened because, okay, we deal with Palpatine before we can deal with this guy. Uh, but also, you can't make him that much more powerful than Palpatine because then, like, you would overshadow a very well-established character. So that's why I think a lot of people gravitate towards the, the Darth Plagueis tier because Plagueis is Palpatine's master. So it would make sense that he would be Plagueis because, you know, even though he was defeated by Palpatine, he was still his master. So it was they, they were kind of in an equal footing. Okay. But but Ryan Johnson, I think the good thing that he he realized that one of the things that Vader never truly was in Star Wars was be the real villain. He was still a servant to Palpatine. Yeah. So I think he realized how problematic Park was. Like I'll always think of the first movie or whatever he was. Not even the Emperor's underling. He's always seemed more like uh, Grand Moff Tarkin's underling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think Ryan Johnson wanted to make Kylo different from Vader. And his decision was to, to kill Snoke. So he could assume the, the like, I am the bad guy of mm-hmm. the trilogy. And I think that was a good decision. And even going to the Rise of Skywalker, like, I was always saying that, like, you have three options here. You either go to the Ryan Johnson route and like let Kylo be the villain and die as a villain. You can like you, you still want to redeem Kylo at the end. Okay, redeem, but don't don't kill him. You also would make him different from Vader. Because Vader gets redeemed and he says goodbye to Luke and I. Yeah. It would be kinda interesting to have a villain that actually gets redeemed but gets to live to live with that. 
That that's not very usual in Star Wars. Or you had it to the option that they actually went to in, in Rise that they do the exact same thing, like they redeem him and then they kill him with a kiss. <laughs> so that's yeah, he didn't even he didn't even talk, was it for the last twenty minutes of the movie or something like that? The only thing he said was ow or something like that, ever since uh, he saw that ghost of his dad. Somehow he yeah. sees the ghost of his dad. Oh. And I'm like, uh, I think your writer's car is so bad that they're not even worth talking. You know, okay, you can find one or all the moment that you might like about the the that movie. But like, here's the thing: like the the Ray Kylo thing, like, uh, was the core of the movie because I think Ryan Johnson nailed, nailed in the head. A lot of people like I think now that we have a Soka series, we realize that like. Ray, if even like talking about power levels with Ray, like you want to make her powerful and stuff, she still didn't need to be a Skywalker or a Palpatine or a Kenobi or anything. She could still be Ray, nobody. Yep. Because in the way that the for the Last Jedi structure structure is that Kylo and Ray, they are co-protagonists in the movie. Yes, one is in the bad side and one is in the good side, but they are basically. Protagonist, like they have the most screen time of all of the other characters, more than Luke, more than Sim, more than anybody. And I think that was the good part of Ryan Jones. Like he realized that, yeah, like you, you still had a Skywalker in the center of it as the villain, just like Vader was. You didn't need to have Ray as a Skywalker either, you know. But then, of course, they retconned that in the third movie. So they, yeah, they took they took the legs out from underneath Ray as a character in that third movie. Just oh yeah, no, they, yeah, like the last Jedi, they had a breathing like because like with this, and we can't even talk about this about like the new movie. Like the biggest problem of Ray is that ninety percent of her writing was towards the mystery of her parents. Yeah, like it's the worst uh, twisted version of Harry Potter. Yes, in Harry Potter. The fact that Harry's parents were, were killed by Voldemort is a huge thing for him, especially when he was young. But like even J.K. Rowling, let, like forget about what J.K. Rowling is right now. Like she understood that at some point she would have to focus on Harry, Harry as a person, not just like focus about him missing his parents. That never happened with Ray. Like that happened a little tiny bit in, in Last Jedi. And they focus with her relationship with Kylo, but nothing much besides that. So actually, like one of the things, even though I do like Daisy Ridley's portrayal of the character, and I like the character overall, I did like some uh, characteristics of her. One of the things that makes me excited about the new movie with her is that that problem is gone. Like she's a Palpatine that maybe referenced in the in the new movie or not, but like not that's not going to be the main point anymore. I think that was the, the the two things that last year I did. Yeah, like the look stuff. I'm still, uh, I I swift sides sometimes. Like I don't think it was the worst thing in the world. I could easily see Luke being very all different. I was never a fan of Luke. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a prequel guy. Mm-hmm. I lean towards Anakin. I like complicated, tragical heroes. And I say, look, is. A scout boy, but I, but there's also like it's a subjective for me. Like I don't like protagonists, heroes that are 
just good guys. I had the same problem with Superman. You're an anti-hero guy. No, I, like for me, the my favorite part with a hero is when they're struggling, when they're in conflict. You know, mm-hmm. if if they are just good and there is no reason for they're just like this, like I mean, yeah, it's kind of boring. You know. And so seeing Luke actually being very conflicted in Last Jedi for me, it was refreshing. But at the same time, the Sand Witcher argument still stands. Like Sand Witcher is like the guy that he was the guy in Force Unleashed that then he made the voice of Maul in the animated shows, you know? Okay. He wasn't fucking small now. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He was in Smallville too. He played Doomsday. Uh, he was in Supergirl he, too. I know that. He 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 said in one interview, and I don't know if he got in trouble saying this. He said that he didn't like the Last Jedi because, like, the whole reason of Luke being that place is because he gave up on his nephew. Giving up on your nephew seems so small compared to not giving up on your father, you know? Yeah. The whole point of Return of Jedi is that Luke proves Yoda and Obi-Wan wrong. Like, the climax of the move of him actually becoming Jedi, the, re- the Return of Jedi is when Luke refuses to fight and, like, opts to die instead of killing his father. Like, showing the love that Anakin never had. Showing that Anakin... Has to become the father he never had either, which is kind of funny because this is one of the things that we saw in the last episode of Ahsoka. That in the end, the the the, the lesson that Anakin was teaching to Ahsoka in that episode was the lesson that Luke taught Anakin. Like that was actually Anakin, you know, showing that you know for you to become the Jedi, you have to you know choose to live, choose to not fight, choose to not fall. Right. So, like, the whole reason, like, being giving up on Kyle never it was not a good argument, like, in, in, in the world, you know, in the word argument. So, I don't know, man. I I really think that that, that was, uh, like, I, I don't hate the legend as people do. I don't love it as much as other people do. You think L- they just like, made a mistake, like, right from the beginning, like, uh, saying this is going to be split up between three people and having three different people's visions into it. Do you think one person needed to write the whole thing and then just have three different people direct? Do you think that would have been a smarter thing to do? No, the fall of the Secretary has so many points. I would say that the most important ones, yes. First important one, what happened with George Lucas in the beginning? All the production of the movie shouldn't have happened. Right. Okay, you don't want to go to weird midichlorian levels of Star Wars. Okay, you don't you don't do what you did. Well, George Lucas also not the most easiest person to deal with. But like, it should have been done in a better way. Uh, I wouldn't ever hire J.J. Abrams to do Star Wars, right? Uh, and I wouldn't have hired Ryan either. Like, even how about, though, how about uh, Colin Trevor? Would you would you kept him around? I don't think. Like, here's the thing. Like, uh, I actually think like it's kind of funny. I think the person that should have directed Star Wars, like the first episode, was 
Five Favreau. Favreau, he... That's who I thought you were going to say, yeah. Favreau is... He, like, a guy that makes hamburgers. It's a hamburger. It's not the most fancy dish, but it's... hamburgers are good, you know? Favreau is a guy that knows how to make hamburgers. Good hamburgers. And Star Wars sometimes doesn't need to be a good hamburger. It doesn't need to be a fancy, exquisite, German, Italian-ish dish. You know? Wow. I think Matthew Vong was a good choice, too. Like, the guy that directs X-Men First Class. Mm-hmm. Sure. There, there are a lot of parallels with X-Men First Class and the prequels, you know. I think he would have been a good choice. And I remember he was in talks, too, you know. Yes, not planning on having the three of them talk was bad. Not having communication between the writing team was bad. I also think that... Uh, and the worst thing, like... And, and the bad seed. The bad seed that proven... Uh, that in the end, beaten in the ass, is that... For me, and that applies to movies and television. Mm-hmm. The secret of Star Wars, one of it is John Williams. That's George Lucas' own words. If you add oh, yeah. John Williams, it makes Star Wars good. Yep. But the real secret of, of good Star Wars storytelling, and I have been dealing with Star Wars storytelling throughout my whole life. You know, Not just the movies, like, like the cartoons, the books, the video games, the, the, the comic books. Is that it has to feel uh, ori- it has to be original but familiar that's that's the here you go that's the secret of Star Wars very fucking vague right oh yeah <laughs> like uh, like why why uh, it has to be it has to be familiar because if you go too crazy with Star Wars it doesn't resonate with people Ryan Johnson mama joke doesn't finish Star Wars, not people not gonna buy it. Use them Vonk. A little bit too much. You know? You can't go too much crazy with Star Wars. So it has to you have to feel okay, I'm in the Star Wars galaxy, you know. That's one thing. The second thing is that you have but you also have to be original so it doesn't feel that you're just leaning to nostalgia like how many times do you have to have these writers, these directors, these executives, like, just doing film like they're playing with, with toys, you know? That gets old, you know? Yeah. Yes, Star Wars has always been self-referential, even with the original trilogy, we're about the original trilogy. But at some point, you have to go a little bit beyond just the reference, just the... The, the, the poetry rhymes have to go a little bit with the fan service, you know. So I say this in a very broad way, but truly, like, the, the secret Star Wars, and it's not easy, and the last 10 years have proven it's not easy, that you have to go, you have to be original enough, even if you're doing characters that are feeling exact same archetypes as other characters, but you, ha- you have to give them some kind of uniqueness, but it also can't go too crazy. Like, Star Wars is not as easy to write as Star Trek. Star Trek, you need a spaceship, a crew, and that's it. That's, Plus, they that's already Star had Trek. the Twilight Zone, and they just basically took a whole bunch of things from the Twilight Zone. It was crazy. 
Like Star Trek, is right. Superhero movies are very more easy to write. Star Wars, like you have to. They've already been that. written. Yeah, the superhero yeah. movies have already been written a long time ago. Like Rogue One, Rogue One has a lot of problems. Like I do think that Rogue One has problems with pacing. I think it has editing problems. You know, uh, but Rogue One it stands out because it's the only Star Wars movie. Okay, I'm not counting Ewoks. Okay. Uh, that or the Christmas special that it's not a character movie, you know. Yeah. The characters of Rogue One doesn't matter. They do, they do the hamburger, you know. Like you have the drum of Jenner's, and I heard that. Like you have, you have, uh, uh, Andor. You have the the cool dude, the blind dude. You know, you have the drawing. Yes. But, like, their journey, like, the film is not about their emotional journey. Like, all Star Wars movies about the arc, the, uh, the characters change with the story. Like, this Rogue One, the point of Rogue One is an actual war movie. There are a lot of war movies that's about that battle. If you read a storybook, you know how the battle ends. So, the point is not, like, how it ends. It's just, like, yes, I want to see how it ends. So, it's about getting the vision. We all know they're going to get the fucking plans. It's just honestly how they do it. Yeah, that's why. That's why for me, Rogue One stands out because in the end they accomplish that. They have a great third act. I don't hate the soundtrack. Some people say that they have really? actually. People yeah. hate the soundtrack. Yeah, like Christian Harlow. Like yeah, it's not it. like it's not like I I love it and I jump up and down about it or even think about it. Nah, but. Like, I think it did. Like it. it did its service. Like I don't know what else you expect. I think it had it, it had some good good teams there. Yeah. Of course, like the, the Darth Vader scene is a is a trick. You know, you you it makes the movie end in a very high note. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like it's fun it, and and it has a tone that now we had a little bit more uh, explorative anger, like the whole thing that. Rebels and Imperials don't need it to be all like just bad guys and good guys. That is a little bit of a gray area, you know. So like I think Rogue One, even though it has its flaws, like it's accomplished what it wanted. Like Solo for me, it was a, it was always a bad concept. Like the like it was like Solo is the the only thing that really survived that whole initial idea they had that was to copy the MCU. And we talked about this before. The genius of Kevin Feige in the MCU is not that he didn't invent anything. He just realized that the comic books have a logic. The main heroes have their own comic books, their own little universes, and they team up to do the big event in the crossovers, and then they go back. Like, yep. Spider-Man goes out, saves the universe, and next issue of his own related story, he's helping like the little lady, old lady in the bank. Yeah, he's a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But that's a comic book logic. Like, you can't apply to to Star Wars. Like, Star Wars is not about the individual characters. So, like, Han Solo is not as interesting as it's on Vault Book or Vault Leia or Vault Chewbacca or Vault Lando. Uh, Obi-Wan is not as interesting as Vault Qui-Gon, Vader, you know, Yoda. Like, so the whole idea, like, they had the idea of doing the Yoda movie, the Obi-Wan movie, the Boba, like, the Boba Fett movie almost happened. Like, that, that like, it was very close to being announced. Like, this close. 
yeah. now with, with Josh Trank, you know, the oh, guy yeah. that directed the, the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. And, uh, wasn't, and, and, and wasn't he also supposed to direct originally Rogue One? No, no, he was supposed to direct a book of Boba Fett. Uh, no, no, Boba Fett. Uh, okay. uh, and look, and, uh, of course, like, let's not mention, like, Rogue One was a trouble production, too. Yeah. Not as not as the buffoonery that it was the solo production, but, like, everybody knows now that oh, Gather Edwards the Lord got Miller his book. Yeah. Yeah, Gareth Edwards got his butt kicked and Tony Giro, I assume. Like, now that he has written and did the casting answer, now we all know. But, like, they, they kept with, you know, like, Gareth, Gareth Edwards played ball. He was smart. He played ball. Uh-huh. Not like, like Miller and Fillard and, and Miller. Uh, but, like, that was doomed to fail. So, like, uh, I think the... It's, it's sad because, like, okay... The Force Awakens, positive. A lot of problems. A lot of problems that created with that that didn't help the Last Jedi. Then Rogue One, positive. Then you have Je- Last Jedi that I don't care how much you like or how Justin fucking loves. It is in the middle. Okay. Solo bad, Rise of the Walker bad. So you have a balance of zero. But the main problem was like, dude, the Force Awakens was anti prequels, and these and these is, I'm not saying this because I like the prequels. I'm saying this because it, it, it is a symptom that now we're seeing that can be different. When you have the the opportunity to write or direct Star Wars, obviously. I know you're a fan, and I know you have your preferences. I know there are some people like the Rebel versus Empire stuff more. I know there are people that like the criminal versus, like, the criminal world stuff more. I, I know there are people that like more the Jedi versus stuff, the Force stuff more. Mm-hmm. I know that you have your, your favorite move. New Hope, Empire, whatever. Like, it's fine. They, they are human beings. They are allowed to have their own jo- subjective opinion. The problem is when they're about to do the job and be very well paid for it. It's not about what they like the most. It's not about what their vision, what Star Wars really is. It has about the holistic vision. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that now, why Ahsoka has been good so far? Because this is the first show that's entirely written by somebody that truly has a holistic vision of Star Wars. I'm not saying he's the best Star Wars writer. I'm not saying that Dave Filoni is a god. But like, like, even, and he has his flaws, but like, he is the heir apparent. Like, George chose him for a reason. And he actually has the etiquette that I think is necessary. Like, he has his own, like, Dave Filoni also has his own person in Star Wars as well. But he he doesn't pick and choose what he likes when he goes to Star Wars. He tries to do something that fits with everything, something that fits with Phantom Menace, with Attack on the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, the Clone Wars, the original trilogy, with everything, even the sequels. Yeah. Like, like I would have a hard time writing Star Wars 
and putting my own opinions of the secret trilogy of one. Like, Dave Filoni is better at doing that job. Is he the best one? No, I don't think so. I think there are other, other people that did smaller things that wrote, wrote Star Wars in even a greater way. But I think he does, he does the job good. I think he's the best one so far of the directors. Favreau is good in technical terms, but he is a, uh, he is a original trilogy fanboy a little bit too much. The Mandalorian is he playing with Boba Fett, toy, not calling him Boba Fett. Like, and most of those directors are like, that Rachel, like, at least she tried, you know? I know that Obi-Wan didn't resonate as much as I hoped it did. Mm-hmm. But at least she was the only one so far of the, over these 10 years that tried to do something that he wasn't like just Stormtroopers and Empire again with Obi-Wan. And like, and Tony Gilroy, okay, Tony Gilroy is a good writer, of course. But the thing, I've, the thing about Tony Gilroy is that he, he, the thing, the thing, the thing that he's tapped into is very small scale. He, it's easy to talk about that more, when I quote, realistic, dark and gritty aspect of Star Wars with the Empire Rebel stuff in, that you see in the Ender, but. So, but like that's very small part of Star Wars. Like I, I wanted to see like why well, he would take that tone to something like more Force Jedi Sith and stuff. So to say that right now, the best writers that we have, the best like people in lead is Philon and Leroy. I would say. Mm-hmm. With Favreau overseeing the technical stuff, I, I really think that Star Wars is about the technical stuff too, pushing for the technology, the volume, and everything. You need that guy for that, and then Favreau is the guy for that. Like, I, I just hope that we have more people that, that they, they, they're able to put their own views aside when they're going, when they, they get paid to do the Star Wars stories. That's my that's that's my whole thing, you know. Yeah. Like, bro, I you 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 can't have. I'm not saying that you need to be sandwiched in terms of Star Wars trivia, but can, guy, you need to know about Star Wars more more than most of these fucking YouTubers. Man. You're getting paid for it. You need to come up with a story that's a little bit more than a, a polished science fiction. Right. And I think the main problem that we got is that most of the Star Wars that we got in the 10, 10, 10 years was polished science fiction, you know? Like, the secret trilogy is mediocre compared with the liberty and the freedom that they had. Like, Mandalorian, like, I like it, but still, I still feel that a lot of grown-ups playing with toys. Uh, so that, like that, that's my my feeling. Man. Like, that I think that we're heading to the the end of this phase, and I really hope that the, this new movies and the and the acolyte shows like the a brand new future, like. When does the accolade come out? Is it the end of this year, or is it going to be into next year now? I think it's into next year. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. Like, they had 
two Star Wars shows a year, typically. Yeah, like so Mandalorian got now and then. Yeah. Ahsoka. Like, are you looking forward to the to the movies to the like which looking, one of the new I'm, movies you're looking? Well, forward I'm looking most? forward to Just the movies two. now. Like, I'm looking forward to the movies now. Like, mm-hmm. like I had no like I thought it'd be fun or whatever to see. Thrawn and stuff like that, but I wasn't. I had no investment in any other characters and stuff like that. No, I wasn't a huge Dave Filoni guy because I never watched the cartoons. But now mm-hmm. I'm interested in those. But like uh, when they started like just handing out like sequ- like trilogies to everybody, I wasn't looking forward to that much. No. Yeah, when no, they were gonna give it to the guys from Lord or from uh, 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 Game of the Throne, and then Taika Waititi was supposed to have one. Maybe he still is. Ryan Johnson getting his own separate trilogy. Yeah, all these guys like everybody was starting to get them. It was like they, I, I they want something should... more focused. I think uh, uh, Star Wars for some point like, almost got like DC that they announced like a hundred probably never came out. No, not as bad as DC, but they, they they got close. Like I don't think Star Wars should ever announce anything that's not at least in pre-production. Right, I, I'll be honest. Like not even writing at this point. Um, they just announced. Right. They just announced. That the Lando show, or at least I think Donald Glover was talking about it. I don't think they announced it. Donald mm-hmm. Glover was talking about the show, like the Lando show, is now going to be a Lando movie. Do you think we need a Lando movie? Or I think a no. show would have been fine. If, and it doesn't no. even have to be a show. Like, take a page from, I say take a page from what Marvel did with those special things, like Werewolf by Night. It's just like an hour special. That's all you really need from Werewolf yeah, by Night. Yeah, this whole idea of shows based on just one character doing work, man. Like, uh, Obi-Wan is a proof of that. Like, Obi-Wan worked for me because it was Obi-Wan and Vader. It was about that space, that timeline that I was interested. But, like, if there was no Vader involved, Obi-Wan would be that that interest. Star Wars is not about the individual card. They're not superheroes. Yeah. You know? Like, I think that the Dave Filoni movie, I think it's the most solid that we have so far. I think it has its own challenges. We talk a little bit about that. I do think that redoing Hair of the Empire, even though, like, that's been very close. Like, the only thing that they have in common is going to be Tron and that happening at the same time, but they're not going to be the same story. We're not going to have Marjate. Right. We're not going to have Joris Kaboff. We're not going to have this Lamar. You're not going to have Luke. You know, you're, not, you're not going to. You're not going to have any of this fucking up shit. You know. No. But it's going to be interesting. Like if you can pull out a movie where the protagonist is like Ahsoka, Hera, Sabine, the Mandalorian. You know. It still has. It still has to come up with good reasons for no Han and Leia. I definitely don't think you're going to see them. So. Maybe look, but even like, be careful legacy characters, man. If you put a Luke Skywalker in your move, it overshadows your Ahsoka, it overshadows your Mandalorian. Book of Boba a, Fett is a proof of that. What about a Ben Skywalker? You could you put like a Kylo Ren in that movie somewhere? Look, Kylo, like if they went with the route of Kylo being redeemed and lived, that would be so much better for this for the Star Wars. So. 
They could explore so much more. Like we would have like Vader being alive and dealing with his past, but they did what they did. Like the rating has its own challenges too. We talk about villains and stuff. But I think now the finding the whole parent stuff is out of the way. They have a brighter future. Even though like she's doing basically what everybody put on Luke, you know. Luke was supposed to reveal the JR noise ray. Right. But like they can like they are not going to say I don't think they're going to make the same mistake. So the Ray move you're not going to have a third empire, a fourth Death Star, you know. Yeah. I don't think they're even going to try to bring back the Sith even. Uh, they're going to have dark side force users, of course, but maybe not the Sith. Like the Sith, I, I would be cool because the Sith doesn't need to be the rule of Sith, the rule of two Sith. You know, actually, well, in the that's EU, something that Ahsoka is showing us now, right? You can just have yeah. guys that use the dark side that aren't. Yeah, and you, you can even have the Sith. Like in the EU, the Sith change uh, hierarchy and structure in a lot of times. You know, yeah. uh, actually, the Sith start as a species. You know. Uh, uh, I, I would hope that, like, I think the best, like, the best villain they could have come up with that they, they resurrect Abeloth from the old EU. Abeloth is the, like, we one day you're going to watch Clone Wars, you're going to see the Mortis arc, which is one of the best, if not the best arc of Clone Wars, and the most weird, too. Which basically you have the mother, the son, and the daughter, uh, the, the father, the son, and the daughter that represent the force. You know, they're the force gods, basically. Okay. But there is no mother. And in the EU, they came up with the mother, and the mother is basically like this mixture of lost, this, this smoke monster of lost with Sif. Like, she, she's a very unique take of a dark side force user that feels threatening but it's not like another Darth Vader or another Palpatine right. but actually like I don't think they're going to bring Abeloth I don't think they they're going to go that deep cut you know that sweaty actually what I think they have a good opportunity is that because they announced the Dave Long movie the Ray movie and the Dawn of Jedi movie right. if they are smart if they are smart, they could tie in the Dawn of Jedi movie with the Ray movie, even though they happens thousand years apart. Hmm. Because the Dawn of Jedi movie, we don't know what they're actually going to like. Uh, are we talking about literally the first Jedi? So you're going to see samurais with actual swords building the first lightsaber. You know? All right, I'm in. I'm in. I want to see samurais. Like, like samurais in Star Wars, like living that island in, of Last Jedi. Are we going that prehistoric times? Like, which could be fun, because mm-hmm. it was never really explored in Star Wars mainstream how the how the Star Wars galaxy was even before the Republic existed, and the first Star Wars media that established how the Star Wars galaxy was before the the Republic and the Jedi was KOTOR. When they introduced that before the Republic and stuff, uh, the first species that actually used the Force were called the Rakata. 
or alien species, they were the first one to become force users. And they immediately went to the dark side. And with that knowledge that they, <laughs> they built, they built like machines. Like they basically were like the engineers of Prometheus, you know? Okay. They removed, so they would invade uh, a bunch of planets and terraform them. So they would go to Tatooine thousand thousand years before and Tatooine was an ocean and forest like as it was referenced in Book of Boba Fett and they would terraform the planet to become that fucking sand planet and it's even fair because that was referenced in Book of Boba Fett and the Rakata by name was referenced in Andor so it would be fun to see the Rakata in, in canon it would be very different you know it would be like the, the first conquerors of the Star Wars galaxy and it's, it's fun because like the, the Empire end up falling you know they got too deep into the dark side in fighting then the slaves revolt it's kind of fun but i think the dawn of jedi movie i think it would be more interest if it is not how the jedi came to be but like the first schism between the jedi i think more of the dawn of jedi i think that movie should be the dawn of the Sith. tell the story how they fuck it up. You now show the first guy that said, hey, you know, I'm not going to follow those light side rules. I'm going to do, I'm going to explore this other side of the forest. And the fact that the Jedi didn't eradicate it and exiled them, and then that would came up with Sith, like that would be a good tiny, you know? Yeah. They could easily introduce a villain that the Dawn of Jedi movie, not kill him, Make some excuse that he was like frozen in time and stuff, and then he comes back by the Ray movie. And then you, you can do that in the world between worlds now, isn't that a time machine? Yeah, yeah, you could do that too, but like it doesn't need to be the world between worlds, you know, it can be like I was just showing off that I actually know what that thing is. Like, so like they have they all have potentials, you know, like I didn't watch the in the in Jenna Jones movie, so I'm still have. Good thoughts on Ball James Mangold, you know? Sure. Sure. I like Logan a lot. Yeah, Logan's good. Uh, so, like, I, I think it is... But look, I think those three movies, I think they they are good slate for now. Yeah. It's time for, for Star Wars to move on to, to Uncharted territories again. It's I'm time. Especially, especially in the past. That's why I said that the Acolyte, it there's is the most so important much. stuff that we're going to get. For, for someone like me, someone who it doesn't get that sweaty into Star Wars, uh, yeah, I'm, I would be looking forward to going year, like thousands of years in the past and stuff like that. I have brand new slate of heroes and villains, and I have zero idea what's going to happen. I'd be, I'd be extremely happy with that. Yeah, I, I, it, it's time. Like, look, as long as they make it look, as long as they make it look like it's thousands of years uh, earlier and stuff like that, where not everything is so polished and stuff like that, like the spaceships aren't for that. Polished. Yeah, yeah, you can't the have the clothes are different and stuff like that. Like, you can't the have star destroyers. Yeah. yeah, like I said, original but familiar. Yeah, like that's why I always go to culture because culture did a lot of stuff. It did that like in terms of art and stuff like it looked older but still looked Star Wars. 
Yeah. So I think I, I think that's the round that they 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 definitely going to like Star Wars. We're going to we're always going to have Star Wars stories that happens between the movies. That's part of Star Wars. Like Star Wars is not going to go full Star Trek. You're going to still have a lot of stuff that ties in with what we already know. Yeah. I think the problem is, is that in the last 10 years, 10 years, we only got two timelines. And now people are sick of it. We either got stories that happened between for, uh, Revenge and A New Hope. So Rebels, Obi-Wan, Solo, Rogue One, uh, Ander, uh, Bad Batch. Or we got stories after Return of Jedi, the secret trilogy, Mandalorian, and Soka, and the Book of Boba Fett. We only got those two times. Like we, ne- we really never got anything prequel that happens in the prequels, right? Which is kind of difficult, you know. Like nothing really important happens between Episode One and Two, and Two and Three is Clone Wars that we have done so much, uh, and we never got uh, anything that happens in the original trilogy either, which is kind of interesting that we never really got stuff between Emp- New Hope and Empire or Empire and Return of Jedi. Yeah. I, I think it's just like people are kind of sick of those two timelines being exposed. It, they're still going to be stars in that thing, but I think people now want to go back to the past. They should have done that years earlier, but better now than later. Sure. Sounds good. Buddy, we're gonna have Wait lots of time. We're gonna have lots of time to talk Star Wars when we review episode six of Ahsoka this week. Yeah, Wednesday, uh, well, three yeah, days. We'll have Justin back. It's uh, going to be uh, going to see you before you have your terrible night of sleep. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, you'll be you'll be able to see uh, the before and after and stuff like that. Like before, I get a couple hours. Like, I'm going to get a drink in LA. Am I gonna get? Uh, we'll see. Probably, you know, probably. I don't know how long I've got. Like, I, I'm gonna have to. I think I have to go through. Well, I go through customs in Calgary, so I'll have time. I'll have a couple hours, and I'll be wandering around. It'll be my mm. first time in LA since I was like four years old. So, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe I will. Well, I'm not gonna go outside the airport. So, whatever the airport has, I'll, I'll figure out something. Yeah. I'm gonna have something to eat there for sure. So, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to have lunch with us. Uh, no, it'll be like four o'clock by the time I. Yeah, you're not going to. No, no, and that's gonna be you know, twelve hours awake without eating. I don't think so. I'll have I'll have lunch somewhere. Look, forty episodes of LGR after Snark. Yeah, the last episode big before the big changes. That's right. The 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 last of the old age. The new yeah, age. I saw the, OG the, the new age begins here. Uh, and look, we're still going crazy. We're still talking about potassium, weather. Yeah, I still like the. I still like, I still like my Bugs Bunny reference about how Canada's going to start stealing everyone's potassium. Look, I am excited. I hope this three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, night, a nice, a light. Because we have a big weekend ahead of us. I got a big week. I got a, a show tomorrow. Uh, you guys uh, starting 11 tomorrow. Be our last yeah. 
we'll be taking that next week off uh, because, you know, traveling. Uh, then yeah, yeah. And then Tuesday, uh, the season and series wrap up for uh, for winning time. And then uh, Ahsoka uh, review on Wednesday. So I got show, show, shows at work. And I got to go get money changed over. And there's lots of things for me to do. I'm a busy guy. Yeah, it's going to be. Look, I think it's going to go quick. It's going to go nice. And yeah. We're going to have a great time. I, I, I It's finally here. Seems okay. crazy. Yeah, the countdown is officially on. Look, people were supposed to meet me a year ago. And they yeah. never did. And I never truly forgive them for it. <laughs> So, like more like, of course, like besides Friday, the thing that's going to happen on Friday. Yeah. The, the obvious is the thing that I'm looking the most because it's my life. Sure. Uh, the thing that i looking for, the second thing that I'm looking for the most is getting my revenge on all of you. Oh, very good. Because great. I did, I did the hard part of the job. I... <laughs> Travel from Brazil to America. Mm-hmm. Two times now. Yep. Not a lot of Brazilians are able to do that. Not a lot. <laughs> like, you That's guys do the easy part, the cheapest part, too. Yep. Don't forget about that. So, don't forget, I'm, I'm not American. For... Yeah, but it's cheap. You're still going to need still cheaper for you. Oh, so, no. I'm looking forward to be spoiled. Oh my god! Because I deserve to, and if I'm not, I'm not. You guys are going to have to do with my rage. <laughs> and don't forget, even though I got fat, I'm still six two. Yeah, Motherfuckers, I'm still big. <laughs> and I'm so a strong dude. On that threatening note. On that uh, threatening note. Yeah. Uh, we see each other in two weeks. It. Yeah, we'll be back here in two weeks. Be different, be different people by then. Yeah, that's probably going to be what? Still going to be September, though, right? Uh, or the last yeah. day of September. Yeah, I think we'll be still. We'll we'll be barely hanging on to September, but we'll be here end of September for uh, episode forty-one, episode one of the new age of Elder and After Snark. Thank you, everybody, and we will see you all later.